right, welcome back to Formate Arbitration. In today's episode, I'm going to talk about a couple of things. One is a grievance that uh, I filed back in 2014, and for some reason, this topic is, is a hot topic right now. I saw it on social media a few times. I've had a few people message me, and I've sent them this packet that I'm going to talk to you all about today. And then the other day, I was on Discord. I get on there all the time. And I saw somebody talking about this very thing. And so for some reason, it's a hot topic right now. And it's where managers or supervisors are not letting us have our hard trays at the case. You know, the ones that we put the mail in when we pull down. And so for some reason, that's a hot topic. So I'm going to talk about that today. It's a grievance that I filed back in 2014. Jeremy's going to put the entire case file on formatearbitration.com. That way you can get on there. You can copy and paste all of it. Just change up, you know, obviously the station and stuff. It'll have the contractual language for you. It'll have the issue. It'll have a remedy. Uh, so it'll be very easy grievance for you. So if management is coming in, which I know that they are because I've seen it, and they're telling y'all, hey, look, you can no longer keep the hard trace at your case. We're going to put them over here in the corner. You can go get them. Well, here's a grievance for you to beat that. All right. And there is language that protects us as far as having that stuff at our case. I want to talk about something first. And uh, on here, on my podcast all the time, I talk about fighting. Make sure that we're fighting. I don't care the adversary, you fight and keep fighting. That's with the 8190, right? That's our weapon is the 8190. That's what we fight with. It's not our mouth. We don't fight management with our mouth. You know, definitely not physically. We uh, we fight with the 8190, and that's our weapon. Again, it's, it's not our mouth, you know. Um, and the reason I say that is because in my district, in my district, there's, there's things that have happened that, that I want to talk to you all about as far as shop stewards, what we do to, to protect our letter carriers other than the grievance procedure. Do we have any responsibilities as a shop steward other than filing grievances? And I think that we do. Several, several months ago in a city in my district, a CCA walks into a station, walks into the manager's office, and shoots and kills the station manager and shoots and kills the supervisor. He leaves the office and he goes and sits at the desk and he's sitting at the desk and he pulls out his handgun and he shoots and kills himself. And all of this is on video, right? So the union obviously gets involved and we file a major grievance out of that, that city about the environment, the toxic environment of that city, which is notorious. Last week, it was not in our craft, but a member of another craft, I think it was the APW, gets in an argument with the 204B, leaves, comes back, and shoots and kills the 204B. He drives off, crashes his vehicle into, I think it's a restaurant or a building, and he shoots and kills himself. There is nothing more tragic than that. Nothing. There's nothing more tragic than that. 
make sure when we're on that workroom floor, and I don't know the situation of the what happened in this last city. I don't know the 204B, and I don't know the individual that worked for the other crap. But if you have management that has chosen to make your carrier's life a living hell, other than filing grievances, what is there for us? To me, if you see a letter carrier or hear of one that is on the edge, that is saying things that that concern you, make sure that we're offering them EAP. Make sure of that. Get involved. Some, Some people say don't get involved with that bullshit. Get involved with your carriers. That's your people on the workroom floor. Okay. I've, I've named us several things in my episodes. <laughs> I've come up with several names for us as shop stewards and those in the union that protect our letter carriers. If you've listened, I've called us wolves, wolves, uh, shepherds, yellow jackets, pit bulls. Remember the episode I called us mothers, how we act, how we protect our, our carriers like mothers, agents, William Wallace, Buster Douglas, the mechanics, roosters, all of these things I call us because they're all signs of protection. It's because of that love affair that we have, right? Is why we protect our people like we do or like we should. If you have a carrier on the workroom floor and you've got a, a, a manager, a supervisor that is a tyrant and has chosen to make the carrier's lives a living hell. Let's make sure that we got the pulse of our workroom floor as a shop steward, okay? Make sure that we are paying attention, listening, talking. We're going to handle handle those things through the grievance procedure, right? It, it may take longer than we want it to, unfortunately. Management will at no time ever help us. They will never correct their own if they will always leave that up to us to fight that battle because they refuse to get in it. You can have managers. I, I dealt with a manager in arbitration that threatened to shoot and kill a letter carrier. We have it on, on audio. Somebody recorded it. We played it for the arbitrator. A manager threatened to shoot and kill one of us. And management swept it under the rug. They gave him a letter of warning. And in the hearing... The advocate for management was saying, you know, he didn't really mean it. You know, you 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 told your kids you're going to kill them before. You know, if you don't do this, I'm going to kill you or whatever. That's what he's talking about. That's how they feel about us right there. A manager was going nuts, lost his shit on the back dock and threatened to shoot and kill a letter carrier. Management gave him a letter warning and said, hey, it's just like a parent saying they're going to kill their kid over something. Management will never do what's right by us when it comes to that. So while we are dealing with that through the grievance procedure, make sure that we've got our pulse on the letter carriers under us, okay? EAP, let's offer it early and often if people need that when you have a tyrant or a bully, Okay. It's going to take some time to get them out of there. We will get them out of there through the grievance procedure, right? Uh, Unfortunately, it takes some time. Um, But we'll do what we need to do to get them out of there. Uh, I always liken it to 
if you've seen those movies in the jungle where people trap lions, you know, they dig a hole. Well, you're not going to trap it with one shovel full, right? That one grievance, you're not going to trap them. You got to dig a hole. You got to keep digging that hole until that hole is so deep that when the lion gets in it, it cannot get out. That's how we attack management that is tyrants and bullies. Okay? It's that one grievance on top of that other grievance, on top of that other grievance on mutual respect, mutual respect, mutual respect, until we've got enough, until we've dug that hole deep enough that the manager or supervisor cannot get out. And that's how we handle that. A lot of people can't stand the wait, the time, because every day you come in here and your life is a miserable living hell under some of these managers. Make sure that we tell our carriers, do not, do not take things into your own hands, ever. Don't be mouthy. Don't be lippy. Don't be aggressive, physical. You tell them, look, I've got y'all. I've got you. I've dealt with this very thing in my station years ago when they sent a team out, um, a new manager and supervisor that had the green light to bust up my station. And they were firing people with no excuse whatsoever. They would fire them with no investigative interviews. They would fire them falsifying discipline. Knowing that they were going to lose, it was for the inconvenience of it. They wanted to bust up my station because my station is heavy union, like I've said. A lot of tenure. So when you send somebody out with 35 years of time and you fire them and you make them think that they're going to lose their job, what does that do to the psyche? Huh? 35 years I put in this company and I've got some asshole that's come in here and he's made up a story on me, something that's never happened, and he's fired me with the green light to do so. The postmaster was involved. The district manager was involved. And they were telling the formal A, don't settle that. I know we know we're going to lose it, but don't settle it because we want these people inconvenienced. We want them out there without money. And maybe they'll think twice about how they conduct themselves in this station. It didn't work. It didn't work. Because I told my carriers, I've got you. I've got you. When y'all come in at the time clock, I want y'all to be smiling, laughing, dancing, singing, hugging each other. How did y'all do? How, what did y'all do this weekend? What was going on? What about that game last night? You know, that's how they were doing every day. Because I didn't want people to see, hey, you're affecting us. I didn't want management to see that. Okay? So I've dealt with that before. So I know what I'm talking about. Have your carriers, okay? Have your carriers. Don't lash out. Tell them. Don't speak out. Don't lash out. I've got you. It's going to take a little while. We're trapping a line, okay? We're digging a hole with one grievance and then another and then another. They will bury themselves, right? I'm going to make that hole so deep that they can't get out of it. Give me time. Give me time. Hang in there with me, all right? Don't act out. Don't act out. That makes it easy for management. Don't act out. Don't and, and definitely don't do anything physical. Okay. My favorite fighter, one of my favorite fighters growing up, I told y'all my dad and I love to watch boxing. 
And one of the greatest fighters I've ever seen was named Julio Cesar Chavez. Now, old hats, y'all know who I'm talking about. Julio Cesar Chavez was one of the greatest fighters of all time. And the thing about him was he was not flashy. He didn't come in there and try to take your head off with one swing. Julio Cesar Chavez probably didn't hit you in the head five or six times through the first eight rounds. It was all body shots. All body shots. And he would snatch your soul away from your body. He just was continuously body shots, getting in tight, forehead to forehead, just ripping that body. Time and time and time again, round after round after round after round. And about the ninth or tenth round, when those arms of the opponent were so tired and that body was so sapped, those arms would start coming down. They couldn't hold them up any longer. And he'd start going with that head. And all of his fights ended in about the 10th, 11th, or 12th rounds because you just couldn't stand anymore. He just sapped that body. The grievance procedure is the same way. It's the Julio Cesar Chavez. It's the amount of grievances that you can get on, an, on, a, on a supervisor or manager, ones that when we take in front of an arbitrator, he's going to say, enough is enough. And it will happen. I promise you, it will happen. But each body shot is a grievance, another grievance, another grievance, until we snatch the soul out of management when we file so many grievances on them that people cannot look away any longer. That is the grievance procedure. When I talk about the grievance, the 8190, what it is, the power of it, that's how we handle these things. I wanted to address this because of those things that are happening in my district there's nothing more tragic, nothing. So make sure, shop stewards, that outside the grievance procedure, we're going to file those. We're going to continue to file them. Have your pulse on your letter carriers, man. Have your pulse on your letter carriers, okay? Be all those things that I talk about. Be that mother, the shepherd, the protector. If you see somebody that just is, is losing it, take them aside. Hey, man, look here. Look here, calm down. Let's get you some EAP. There's nothing wrong with that. Let's get you some EAP. Go and talk to somebody. Go and talk to somebody, okay? Until I can get this supervisor manager handled, take you some time off. Go to, an, go, go to EAP, and let's get you some help, okay? There's nothing wrong with that. So let's, let's, be, other than, let's be things other than a grievance filer. For our people, okay? When we talk about that love affair, when we talk about all these things that we are, the protectors, let's make sure that we're doing that, okay? Let's protect them outside the grievance procedure. Tell your carriers, man, don't give in to despair. Do not give in to despair. There are managers and supervisors out there that it makes their day to make ours a living hell. And I know that. I know that I've dealt with them too many times. Too many times. I ran that one out of my station. He took, after I got finished filing all the grievances I did on him, he took me to the station on his last day and he told me, he shut the door behind me and he, these are his words. You can ask my friend Brian, Brian Buttry who heard it. He's like, I'm raising the white flag. And I said, what are you talking about? He said, I'm raising the white flag, man. He said, I've called and asked to be moved out of here. And I told him then, I said, man, it didn't have to be this way. It just didn't. Because I had him in so much shit that he could not get out of it. I filed so many grievances on him, and I set him up 
like digging that hole. I set him up with my grievances, how I filed him on him. He couldn't get away from him. And um, that's what he said. He said, I called the postmaster and asked to be moved out of here. I said, brother, it didn't have to be that way, man. He said, I was giving marching orders. I said, I get it. I said, I'm just telling you, it didn't have to be that way. That was on a Tuesday. That was on a Tuesday. I remember it. And this is 20, uh, 2012, 2011. It was on a Tuesday. I remember that because this young man died in a car wreck that Saturday, the very next Saturday. He died in a car wreck. And to tell you how bad he was, and this is horrible, but uh, that Monday I gave a stand-up talk and I told all the carriers, I said, hey, I hate to tell you all this, but uh, our old supervisor so-and-so died in a car wreck Saturday, and they they clapped. (laughs) That's terrible. They clapped. That's how much they hated this guy for trying to ruin their lives. They clapped when I told them that he had passed away, which is terrible. (laughs) Damn. But anyway... So make sure, uh, you know, I just, when I heard of that, that happened last week, and then it happened then that thing that we dealt with several months ago, make sure, man, that we're protecting our people and we're doing more than just filing grievances. If you love them, if you love them with that love affair that you should, make sure that we've got that pulse on them, okay, that we, we're, we're listening, we're paying attention, we're talking, okay, and uh, take care of your people. Read a few things to you that uh, that came in. Jeremy sent me this, and it was an individual that had reached out about um, some critiques, some critiques, and I'll read it to you. It says, please use less jargon. Please use less jargon. When you use ELM instead of Employee Labor Relation Manual, or JCAM instead of Joint Contract Administration Manual, newbies will get lost in the weeds. Also, when Corey says their office sticks mail, in my office, sticking mail is office curtailment reported on Form 1571. Corey's use of sticking mail is casing mail. I remember one arbitration I read that came out in Alaska. They used the term chicken strings. I still never figured out what chicken strings are. Do you? Please use less jargon. Just trying to keep any new stewards from getting overwhelmed. So that was a critique. Less jargon. Sticking mail. He said that call it casing mail. Have you ever looked up how many street names there are for weed? Uh Huh? For marijuana. Have you ever looked up all the, the different names for that? Just for that? Just for marijuana now. Dope. Pot. Grass. Weed. Head. Mary Jane. Doobie. Bud. Ganja. Hashish. Hash. Bang. All those names just for marijuana. There are a lot of names around this country people use for different things. I know splits, takeoffs, pieces, all that stuff. I have no idea what they are. All I can do is say what I what mine are. Okay? I wish I knew what they all were. But if I say sticking mail, 
If that means casing mail, I don't know what anybody else calls it. I can only go by what I know. Okay, so if that confuses people, I'm sorry. But uh, I have no idea what people call things across this country. And so the only thing I can do is tell you what I know and what I use. <laughs> so, so uh, But I appreciate that gentleman uh, talking, uh, sending that message. I'll try to use less jargon. And uh, so, because we definitely don't want to confuse any newbies. But um, then I had another individual put this up on uh, something. And he says, today I gave up listening to Corey. 10 or maybe 15 minutes into this latest podcast and he's barely getting started with a selected topic. Plus, I'm not usually one to be offended by swearing. But as others have mentioned, it gets irritating. No matter how good the information is, I don't have patience to listen to rambling one and a half to three hours long podcast. They feel like verbal journal entries and need more structure to keep my attention. Verbal journal entries and need more structure to keep my attention. So there's one for you. I lost, I lost a listener because of my ramblings, my language, and I sound like I'm going over journal entries. <laughs> so there's a couple for you. Um, look, I'm not going to change doing what I do. I'm just not. And I told y'all, I, I don't want to, I don't go into an episode planning on doing a lot of tirades and rants and stuff but sometimes it just happens so you know I, I want everybody to enjoy the podcast and listen as much as they can um but i understand i get it i'm not going to change anything i'm doing though i'm just i'm just going to try to be as real as i can i'm not going to be fake you know that's just not who i am so i'm gonna get into this grievance uh, one about the trays next week. I don't know if I'm going to have one or not. Um, it's the Tennessee Titans are playing here and they've got union day at the Titans football game union day. So a lot of us from our branch are going, a lot of unions are going. And so I'm going to go to that and I may have time to do one after the game. And I'm going to hope, hopefully I can do that. Uh, JB will be in the next week and he's going to talk about, quarterly equitability overtime and he has a very good formula for that a lot of people that's probably the most asked about thing to me is quarterly overtime how do i come about uh average hours and opportunities and i wanted to save that until i get into my article eights but there's so many questions about it i don't want to wait now we still got a ways for the quarter but i want to get him on here to do that and that way you'll start learning and getting yourself ready so when you do have a quarterly overtime this is a very good way to find out hours and opportunities he's got a very good formula he's very successful in quarterly overtime grievances okay and then the next week mr john poskin is going to be on and he's going to talk about transfers that's another hot topic that gets asked about a lot is transfers and so he's going to cover that and so um, that'll be three weeks from now, okay? 
And then hopefully we'll get into these Article 8s. Now, like I said, when I get hot topics like this one I'm going to talk about, when I get those, then I'm going to kind of push those in the front and deal with them if I've dealt with it before. I can try to find out, you know, somebody who has and do an episode on it, okay? And that way, we'll be able to, to combat it, all right? All right, so we're going to talk about this grievance. It's not going to be very long. It's going to be a short episode today. Give y'all a break. Go tell that man who left. It's going to be a short episode. Maybe he'll come back. But uh, I filed it in 2014, and it was based off of a prior B-team decision. You'll have my 8190 in there. Of course, it's not going to be the – when you look at it, it's not going to be the issue that you want. You're going to want the issue off of the, the B-team decision that's in here. But it'll have the contentions. It'll have the language that you need. And we'll cover that. And the B-team decision is in there. That's the issue that you want. And it says, did management violate Articles 3, 5, 15, and 19 of the National Agreement when they instructed the letter carriers to keep empty trays and other essential items used for the delivery of mail stored away from their cases and at a newly designated locations when well-established past practices and M39 Handbook SOP are at variance with these instructions. If so, what is the appropriate remedy? So that's a long issue, but uh, it's the one that you're going to need, okay? And so when you get in there, it talks about, it says, the dispute resolution team has resolved this grievance. The DRT agrees the parties will remain compliant with the following language cited from the National AMSOP as follows, and they, they write down the, the AMSOP language, and it states 3-4, empty equipment. The workroom floor must be clear from excess empty equipment. As clerks spread mail, empty equipment must be removed and placed in containers for return to the plant in a timely manner. All labels must be removed from the mail transport equipment, whether trays, tubs, or rolling stock when the equipment is emptied. And here we go. The disposal of empty equipment returned from the streets is the responsibility of the carrier. Many carriers reuse equipment daily, such as hard plastic trays. These are typically retained overnight at the carrier case. Excess letter carrier equipment to be returned usually consists of DPS letter trays. Empty equipment containers must be prepositioned in the carrier's line of travel for the carrier to deposit excess letter trays and other commonly used equipment upon the return from the street. And it's got an explanation, and I'll read that to you, okay? It says, The union filed this grievance upon the Woodbine Post Office Management instructing letter carriers to discontinue staging empty equipment at their cases in contradiction to a valid past practice for the office. The union contends the carrier submitted statements reveal the party's past practice. The union contends sections 115 and 116 of the M39 handbook reveals the past practice of storing trays and other essential items at the carrier's case, and the union contends management is attempting to alter a past practice based upon contractual language without bargaining with the union. The union also notes management unilaterally changed the way empty equipment was stored with no input from the union. The union contends the changes were also to the detriment of efficient operations. 
There's Article 3. The union alleges a contractual violation of Articles 5 and 19 of the National Agreement upon the implementation of this new policy requiring carriers to store equipment required to perform daily duties away from their cases. The union notes management has violated Section C of Article 3 in establishing a policy which adds extra cost to the company as the carriers are using more office time in search of equipment. The union requests any discipline issued as a result of this policy be rescinded and removed from the carrier's files, as well as the rescinding of this policy immediately. And then here's management's position. Management contends Article 3 of the National Agreement gives them the right to direct employees in the performance of their duties. Management determines the methods, means, and personnel by which said operations are to be conducted. Management cited the Eastern Area Operations Standard Operating Procedure Red Line Policy in defense of their arguments. Hmm, 2014 now. Management notes OSHA citations have occurred within the national installation and contends it is every employee's right to work in a safe environment. Management must also meet obligations to their employees and keep safety on everyone's mind. Management contends the change implemented in the eastern area, Nashville specific, contains efforts to keep the employees safe. One of OSHA's most recent visits in the national installation reveals citations for passageways not being kept clean and orderly, cluttered work areas, and mail on the floor. OSHA also stated carriers need 28 inches of space to exit from their cases and some measured smaller due to mail boxes and mail trays in front of or next to and around the area. Moving the trays and centralized equi empty equipment is necessary. Besides good housekeeping, we are creating a safer work environment for our employees. Management contends no discipline has been issued for alleged violation of this rule. Management requests this grievance denied its in entirety. So I don't know if you all remember when I was talking about when my district manager came out, when they had my mail on the floor, remember that, and I went off. All of this was around that same time. Remember they had that, they talked about this eastern area, something or another, that I requested, and they couldn't furnish it. And uh, so all of this was going on at the same time. The district manager had all these things done. Put my mail on the floor, take our trays away. And so we were grieving all of these things, and all these things were one. And so that is part of all of this uh, Eastern area policy that they say that there was, that they can never produce. And so they, like I said last week, remember when I was talking about the gentleman who said every time he goes in the formal meeting, the manager says Article 3. <laughs> Article 3 gives me that right. Article 3 gives me that right. And I said, well, well that would be a good contention for you then. If you're going to say Article 3, then that's what you need to do. Always remember when we're dealing with Article 3, and they talk about methods, means, and all those things, that we go down to the, the paragraph below the box where it says, while postal management has the right to manage the postal service, it must act in accordance with the applicable laws, regulations, contract provisions, arbitrations award, arbitration awards, letters of agreement, and memoranda. Consequently, many of the management rights enumerated in Article 3 are limited by negotiated contract provisions. 
So always remember when I talk about going into that formal meeting, we're right. We know that we're right. Management's going to argue Article 3 just like they did here. That's their argument every time. Article 3. They still have to be within the confines of that national agreement. They cannot violate the national agreement and bark out Article 3. Okay? So make sure. Just know that they're going to come in with Article 3 that we outline that language and put it in there. It goes on to define past practice. And then it talks about the M39 handbook. So section 116.52 of the M39 handbook reads as follows. 116.52, second priority. Flat mail, faced and loosed in trays and identified by route number, is placed as close to the carrier's work area as possible where carriers can readily obtain them. If empty trays will be needed late, they may be stored under the carrier's case. Read that again. If empty trays will be needed. It says late. I bet it's supposed to be later. They may be stored under the carrier's case. So there's your language that you're looking for. And then it says management utilizes the Eastern Area Red Line policy in defense of their actions. The DRT agrees the case file contains a settlement at the Formal A level regarding the SOP as follows. The formal Step A parties agree that the national installation shall follow the postal handbooks and manuals and the currently enforced National AM City Carry AMSOP. And that's where we beat the red line policy that I had an episode on earlier. The DRT agrees the Eastern Area Red Line policy cited by management is no longer in use at the Woodbine Post Office. The DRT agrees management also failed to evidence how the carriers deposition of empty equipment has posed a safety concern in the woodbine office then it's got article 3 or i mean article 19 in there and then it's got that amsop again that i read to you earlier okay and so that's the b team decision that you'll look at it's got a statement from me and uh, just as the shop steward where i talked about they violated article 15 via the b team decision where they came in and tried to do that stuff with us it's got the M39 language already in here, so you don't need to copy that. You don't need to go find it. It's already in this packet. It's a 116.3b. Empty trays, if needed or for later use, may be stored under the carrier's case. C. Empty sacks, if needed for relays when casing is completed, may be stored under the carrier's case. E. If empty sacks will be needed when casing is complete, they may be stored under the carrier's case. And so we just put all those things in there to make sure that the arbitrators were, look, we can store things under the case that we need on a daily basis. You got 116.52 of the M39 handbook. And that's uh, if empty trays will be needed later, they may be stored in the carrier's case. And uh, that's the same language as uh, 116.3. It's got that language in there. Uh, 117.2 of the M39 handbook. I, equipment used daily, sufficient sacks, trays, straps, satchels, hampers, forms, and other equipment needed by carriers must be readily accessible. So we put that in there. Then we got the Article 15 language in there because that's, uh, that's what we used. So there is a very quick, a very quick grievance for you dealing with Hard plastic trays at the case. Now, for some reason, that's another hot topic that's come up. And so there's your grievance to beat that if you're dealing with it, okay? 
Um, that's a very short episode today. What about that? 39 minutes. But again, uh, with these tragedies that have happened, make sure that we're, we take our people under our wing. Make sure that we're caring for them, offering them some solutions, okay? EAP especially. And, um, and stand, in, stand in front, stand in the gap. You know, we're going to address management through the grievance procedure like we always do, like we always will, okay? Um, like I said, next week, don't know what's going to happen next week because we have that, the Titans game. I'm going to try to do something next week. Uh, I'll find something short, uh, like today. It's 38 minutes, my shortest one since probably my fifth, sixth episode. Um, go to formatearbitration.com. Jeremy will have that this grievance on there for you, okay? Pull it up. You can copy and paste all of it. Change your issue statement up. All right? Discord. Go get on Discord from 8 Arbitration. That's a great little thing, man. I get on there all the time. I don't do a whole lot of talking. But they're on there all hours, man. Some great conversations, helping each other. A lot of good stuff going on on Discord, all right? You've got Reddit. There's some great stuff on Reddit. That guy that does that does a fantastic job. A lot of great things on there. Uh, remember Facebook, uh, Lindsay does a fantastic job on Facebook and, uh, Twitter and Instagram. Those things are also growing. Uh, so we got a good little network going of people helping each other. And that's what this is all about. Okay. Uh, helping each other, educating each other, because that's the only way that we'll succeed is to make sure that we're educated. All right. Um, YouTube. Jeremy does a fantastic job on, on a YouTube channel from Aid Arbitration. He's on there with Noah Stump. And they do a really good job of breaking stuff down. Good visual for y'all. So get on YouTube and watch them. Um, so a lot of great stuff going on right now as far as education. And that's exactly what this is all about, um, about education. And we're doing a good job. I see things all across the country. People send me things. Uh, grievances that they're winning, contentions that they're writing that are fantastic. Uh, you're doing fantastic work, really are. And so we're going to keep doing it. We're going to keep fighting, okay, with the 8190. We're going to keep fighting, educating, and uh, and we're going to become a stronger union because of it, all right? So I'll see you all next week. Uh, I'll try to do something, even if it's brief, all right? And so you all have a fantastic rest of the week. I love all of you. I do. If you need anything, anything, reach out to me and uh, and I'll help any way I can. All right. So I'll talk to y'all next week. Bye.